What is happening, Bitcoin accumulation country? I'm your host, Coin Icarus. This is the Fun with Bitcoin podcast, sponsored by CryptoCloaks 3D Printing. And we are in season three. This is episode 41. Thank you very much for joining me. Hope everybody's having a great week. I sat down and had a super cool conversation with Arthur Van Pelt, or as he is known on Twitter, at my legacy kit. Now, for the people who don't know who Arthur is, Arthur has been following the BSV drama from the beginning and has managed to get some of the, I, I would say, some of the the top information um, out of that case. And he's done a great job of putting it all together legibly. And anyways, super happy to have him on the show. Sit down, talk to him about that, and talk about a you know some other. Some other things that really have nothing to do with BSV because a lot of people mostly focus on Arthur's uh, work with BSV and instead of just, you know, kind of uh, taking a look at the uh, the man himself. And that's kind of what we did in our uh, in our podcast. So we are going to dive right into that. But before we do, we're going to talk about some dollar cost averaging and Swan Bitcoin. For anybody who is interested in dollar cost averaging and who wants to be purchasing Bitcoin but doesn't want to be spending their time constantly watching the charts and listening to traders that they really have no idea whether these people are credible or not, and you kind of just want to put this in kind of in a passive sleep mode where you're simply just accumulating and hodling, being able to transfer that Bitcoin out to your own private address. So if you're interested in doing that and that falls... In, in your wheelhouse, then you are looking for Swan Bitcoin. With Swan Bitcoin, the three main takeaways are we've, we can do automatic withdrawal from a bank account, automatic purchases of BTC. You can time them based on your uh, when you receive your check. You know, you can do it, uh, you know, let's say once um, you can do it once a month um, or you can do it per pay period as well. Um, there's lots of options for you to be able to customize how you purchase. And you could automatically withdraw to your uh, your chosen address. So if you're interested in a Bitcoin only platform um, that is doing the uh, the great work of helping onboard people, then you definitely want to check out Swan Bitcoin. I'm gonna have the uh, the link to their website in the show notes. So sit back, it's time to chill, and check out my awesome chat with Arthur Van Pelt at my legacy. Right, everybody. Thank you very much for joining me on the Fun with Bitcoin podcast. I have with me very special guest who has been following the Craig Wright fake Toshi um, whole situation. I'd say since you know since the beginning, and has followed it closely. I'd say more closely than anybody. I have with me Arthur Van Pelt, or on uh, Twitter at my legacy kit, and. You know, a lot of times, uh, so first of all, welcome. Welcome to the Fun Thank of Bitcoin you. podcast. Thank you, too. I'm very happy to have you here. Uh, this is uh, this is really cool. You've done, uh, you know, uh, a lot of research. And, and a lot of times, you know, uh, people talk about, you know, that aspect of it. But I, I really want to find out a, a little bit more about you. You know, I, I'd like to know how you got, you know, how you got into Bitcoin, you know, and like how, how did we get here now? Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I learned about Bitcoin in 2012. It, uh, I always say the same story, and, and I, I, I know I really, um, 
I remember it was in April because uh, it was the same month that my son was born, the, our firstborn. Um, I did not do anything with Bitcoin at that moment, but I slowly start uh, looking at the space. And in 2013, I still remember that uh, little jump also, I think, April, around April or May in that year. And uh, a little after that, I, uh, I dipped my toe in, uh, in, in Bitcoin. And uh, yeah, of course, uh, then the, the big jump in uh, from October, November, December, uh, what, what happened then? Crazy stuff then. Um, yeah, and what brought me here, um, if talking about Craig Wright, I, I think I remember I learned about the guy already in 2015, because that is when he started to enter the, the, the Bitcoin space. And um, I did not pay too much attention to him, only when he was later that year, uh, he did a self-docs in Wired and Gizmodo, then make a quick jump to last year, early last year, when the guy started to sue, uh, especially Peter McCormick and, and Hodelnout. And when he put $5,000 on, uh, on Hodelnout's head, yeah, that, that enraged me uh, quite a bit. And that's where I started to ramp up my, uh, my postings and research into, uh, into the, the scammery of this guy. So... Okay, so, but let me ask you this, right? Um, why, I, I mean, like, everybody's fascinated with the whole, the whole saga, right, of, of Craig Wright and, and, and Calvin and all of this total scam. Um, why did you choose to actually dive into it like this? Like, what, yeah, what, is, it, what, what is it about this, you know? No, I think it's a bit in, in my nature. Um, I, I, I cannot uh, stand injustice uh, so much. This, uh, like I said, Hodelnot is, is a big uh, inspiration here. And if you dive into the details a bit, it's also, it has a hilarious side. I mean, this guy is so totally crazy with all the things that he is doing, all these sloppy forgeries that he is making, that even a, a relative amateur that I am uh, can can uh, uh, break through them and, and see what he's doing. And then it is so amazing that he manages to get a, a, a following, that he built his uh, BSV cult, that there are people believing in him and pumping money in him. It's so totally crazy that it becomes like uh, like you're fascinated uh, by uh, looking a train uh, derailing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're watching a train wreck. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, okay, so I, I have to ask you: um, Have you have you ever been, I guess, approached by anybody from BSV and and threatened for for the work that you're doing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I have to say, uh, it um, the, the the closest thing that I had, uh, and that uh, at that moment, I was not really worried. And only when I talk with people later, it, it started to worry me a little. And on the other hand, I'm kind of yeah, let's call it relentless and fearless. But the, um, there was a guy actually uh, saying that uh, I'm gonna die. And that was not so nice to hear, but it, it did not stop me. And there were also people uh, threatening with knives and stabbing and, and stuff like that. But I, yeah, somehow I, I choose it. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm not doxing myself my address, but if you are going to look for it, it's not so hard to find uh, on the other hand also. So I, I kind of choose to do it the way that I do. Um, 
just to show that I, um, I'm not going to be run over by those criminals and by those crazy people from that community. Yeah, that, will it ever happen? Actually, the, 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 what might happen at some point is that, uh, that they're going to sue me for libel and, and defamation, what they did with uh, Peter McCormick and Vitalik and Adam Beck and et cetera, et cetera. It, it all went nowhere. So I expect that also to happen if they ever try me. So <laughs> come on. Yeah, but, that's... Uh, no, yeah, I'm not looking for it. Or I mean, I have a family, I have two children, and uh, this is just a hobby. And uh, I don't want to go into a costly procedure with these people uh, just because I have this hobby. So, but on the other hand, I'm really not afraid for it either. Okay, so speaking of which, right, this is a hobby. It's obviously like, I mean, you know, the extent of your, you know, the extent of your work, I, I, I'd say that it's a pretty, you know, like it's a pretty intense hobby. Um is I mean, have you have you done this, you know, before with like any other, you know, other aspects in your, you know, like in your life, in your professional life? Have you ever found, you know, you just like have you ever sought out other scammers or anything like that? Figured out that other people are scams and like put it all together and started exposing them? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah, good question. <laughs> Nay, this is the first uh, the first time, but I recognize the the, the what I would call uh, relentlessness. Um, when I dive into something, and it can either be, uh, we just, uh, before we started the recording, we talked about uh, the Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, when I start collecting and, and loving something, I'm, I'm going all the way. And uh, so I build up a collection of posters and, and 800 something CDs of all types and, and even the most obscure recordings they ever did uh, in acetates and glass masters from the BBC. And I mean, oh my God. Then, I, then I go all the way, all the way. And, and this, this is uh, ticking um, my feeling for injustice and um, uh, combined with my, well, let's say rather deep love for Bitcoin. If uh, that's why I call myself on Twitter uh, the sniper in the backyard of Bitcoin. Yeah, it, and I think that that name suits me. I, um, uh, I mean, the the Bitcoin train is rolling, but there are all the time um, those type of scammers, and I call them affinity scams because they use the Bitcoin name. Uh, and we can wait for them to die. But on the other hand, this guy is pretty annoying with his lawsuits. He has a, a billionaire backer uh, putting a lot of effort in this guy and, and, and helping him with those lawsuits. So I think it's fair uh, to expect that somebody has to, well, let's call it shoot back and, and bring out the information about this uh, yeah, scammery. So... Most recently, um, I, I believe that um, I, I believe that didn't uh, didn't the um, the case against Hoddlenot didn't it have to get dropped or something like that? He no, nah, kind of, kind of. Um, I'm, I'm following it a little bit from the sidelines, to be honest, because uh, uh, firstly, the guy wants to stay anonymous, and that's his good right, I think. And secondly, uh, he does not want to uh, post too much about it. And I think that's also mm. because of the uh, on her, uh, the advice of his counsels. But if I understand the case right, uh, uh, Craig Wright started chasing him from England and quickly um, not, uh chased back, but from Norway. So mm -hmm. there were actually two, two cases running at the same time. 
And uh, so Craig had to uh, handle two cases. And from two or three times in the UK, he lost already. And one time in Norway, he now lost also. And that means that, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a winning streak for, for Hoddlenot. Has... But it's, it's not over yet, if, if, you, no. if you try to imply that. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, that, that's what I was trying to figure out because I thought I saw some biggish news recently and um, I, I just don't recall exactly what it was, but I, I thought that it was something in Hoddlenot's favor. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But let me ask you this because I'm just thinking about this. Um, do they, um, has, has Craig Wright or Calvin themselves ever tried to contact you? As far as I know, they did. No, no. they didn't. Um, they... I know that Kelvin has mentioned my name at least twice. I mean, he blocked me on Twitter, so he can, I do not follow everything. <laughs> so so he knows who you are. <laughs> yeah, 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 he certainly does. Uh, and I still remember the moment when he <laughs> blocked me. At first, I had him blocked because when you block somebody, he, he will not be able to see your post so, so easily. And then you can still peek through and <laughs> look at his post and make screenshots or, and, and, or reply every now and then. And then he cannot see your reply. So I made fun of him. I made a lot of fun of him uh, a lot but at, at some point uh, several months ago I unblocked him for a while and um, because it was so hilarious again that um, uh, Craig's council Rivero Mestra, I think they're called. They um, uh, they had a motion, which uh, the, and the motions and, and all the court stuff in, in Florida from Florida is uh, all public information on the court listener website. So you can download every day, uh, almost on the same day that it is released, uh, then, then it becomes available already. And there was a beautiful few paragraphs from this guy from these people from his council talking about oh craig is hacked and his information that he is throwing in the case is all forgeries and lies and blah 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 no 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 because he is hacked and then they try to support him with this hacking nonsense so i made a, a bit of a tweet storm about hacking and the guy has never been hacked come on he had made all these forgeries himself of course so I made uh, and I, I tried to make um, Kelvin aware of this uh, of this uh, tweet storm, and I think I posted it a few times as reply on his uh, nonsense uh, that he posted on Twitter, and uh, he did he never <laughs> replied, but um, he just blocked me. <laughs> yeah, and that was that. And and Craig uh, is as you probably know uh, since long uh, not anymore on on Twitter. And Twitter is is at the moment my. Um, yeah, my main medium, and yeah, mostly, yeah, medium, talking about medium, I did indeed uh, a few days ago release uh, a long article, uh, and it was the first time that I do something on medium, but Twitter is my, uh, is my only, uh, I don't have the time, I mean, I have work also to do, and this is indeed a hobby, uh, and uh, every now and then a time-consuming hobby, but anyway, <laughs> uh, Craig, Craig is not on uh, Twitter anymore, and uh, I also remember the moment when Craig uh, uh, blocked me. That, is, that already goes back, I think, to uh, 2017 somewhere. <laughs> um, and I remember that I kept it a bit technical with him talking about uh, the layered structure of, uh, of a protocol. And uh, the only thing he said, uh, what did he say? 
loser, blank. <laughs> so that was the only interaction I ever had with Craig. I'm a loser, Listen, I'm a loser. Every, everything uh, can be done on the, on the base. He, he is, sorry. Oh, no, I was just saying, I was joking. I was saying everything can be done on the base layer. Uh, continue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah according to him, uh, no. Um, <laughs> nay, anyway, and, and, and I know that uh, one or maybe one or two, maybe more, but I, I have no uh, insights in his uh, private uh, Slack room where he is um, uh, yeah, keeping the cult uh, a little bit together with his nonsense. But yeah, I have no account there and I, I don't want an account there also. Um, but every now and then uh, screenshots got leaked from his private uh, Slack room. So I know a little bit what's going on there. And I know they have been discussing if, uh, me a few times and yeah, some mild threatening about lawsuits and all the all the scammers. Uh, according Craig, all the all the yeah, they, I will chase them uh, later for liberal also and blah blah blah. But yeah, so far he never did. So speaking of which, uh, Calvin put out a tweet like uh, Thursday or something like that about how um, you know like because of you know what's happening with Bitmex um that uh yeah. essentially that uh, you see like what happens like you know everybody you know ev everybody who's you know essentially against bsv is getting taken down by the law you mm. know it's, it's mm. just ironic <laughs> yeah no yeah kind of kind of i mean I, I i i kind of have to give it to them that they put a few subjects on the table that is uh, uh, uh despite all the scammery and and, and 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 criminality that's going on there they have brought a few things on the table that is kind of respectable in a way that it is good to to be discussed i mean uh code is law code is not law uh, that type of discussion uh the the the, the bucket shops uh, how the as they call them yeah the, the, there is a yeah <laughs> It's a bit painful to say, maybe, but there is a few things that that might make sense uh, from from their uh, point of view, and uh, it's it's completely, yeah, ironical as you said, uh, that the 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 scammers and and those criminals bring those uh, subjects on the table. It's it's funny that you mentioned that about uh, about that, right? Because you know. Essentially, they, what they want is the casino on their blockchain. Like they, they essentially want all those yeah. things they're talking about, but they want to be the the rulers of it. So, what they do, which is interesting, is use that you know because language is very important, right? Um, you you can you can trick a lot of people with with language, and that's I think exactly what they're doing. You know, like I, I believe that they've tricked people with the language that they're using. And it's, you know, because by using that language, it implies that, uh, you know, Bitcoin is the opposite of those things, you know, by mm. by saying, you know, the lawfulness and all these things, it, it implies, you know, essentially it implies that, oh, well, all these other things are not. So it's it's very it's vindictive. I, I it, they're, mm. they're not stupid with what they're doing, but it's definitely disingenuous. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think I think you're nailing it here. Yeah, the um, it, it it's also what I think the um, if you talk about what um, I wanted to start. Yeah, sorry, I'm uh, I'm from okay. the Netherlands, so English English is not my first <laughs> language, and um, 
then I start with a Dutch, and then and then translate. And I, I try to quickly translate. How 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 do oh shit? How do we say that in? Um, hey, but it it's it's weird to see those people who have this background for years, um, in 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 all types of scammery, plagiarism, uh, money laundering, uh, being. Um, of uh, having verdicts, having paid penalties uh, for the tax, have been running from uh, the United States. Uh, have, uh, Calvin has been on the top 10 uh, most wanted criminal list, uh, I think 2012, 2017 era uh, for money laundering and, and stuff like that. And then you see those people bringing this message against bitcoin who is and, and on top of that they claim to have the real bitcoin i mean it's it's God. insane it's it's completely insane it's it's very scary so okay so what you just said about calvin being on most wanted so let me ask you this it, is is calvin do you know if calvin ayers actually his real name yeah i guess yeah i think so i think so think as so? far as i know i I, didn't, I i was told it wasn't but i you know i don't have any credible you know source to back that up you know so oh yeah nay nay as far as i know uh i to be honest i don't do all the research uh back uh, uh i mean i'm mostly uh concentrating on craig wright yeah but I did some research on uh, on the guy, and um, nay, as far as I know, uh, I did a few tweet storms about him, and even a longer one uh, to to map out uh, all the the the, most, the, the closest um, uh, what I call the fraud squad, uh, <laughs> the people close to uh, close to uh, Cla uh, Craig, which is uh, Jimmy, Stephen Matthews, Kelvin Air. Uh, Jimmy Nguyen, uh, those people, uh, and I tried to find out when did they meet and how did they meet and in what year, what did they do, what companies did they work. So I I, I brought some stuff out uh, about it, but for the rest I leave it a little bit, um, yeah, aside, because by feeling, um, I cannot prove it and, and and I don't want to be uh, nailed down for label or something like that uh, mm. about this subject, but my. My gut feeling says that the story might be bigger than we think. Yeah. Uh, because the, um, I mean, Calvin, whatever you say about him, he's not he's not stupid, but he's stupid enough somehow to support uh, a guy who is running from uh, the Australian uh, taxation office and their criminal investigation. So he never went back to Australia anymore. Uh, Calvin uh, surely knows how that works because he is never he never went back to America. Also, so he's probably uh, expect, uh, probably expecting an um, a sealed indictment uh, in 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 America. So you won't see him there. But um, again, I have never found any proof that Calvin is uh, not using his real name. Mm. It's the other way around. He used another name two mm -hmm. times, at least what I know. One time in, and I have to say it right, in Thailand, where he set up something that was a bit shady, and he fled <laughs> no the country way. under a, under a different name. And um, in the early days of Bodoch, his uh, where he started his gambling empire with. Um, he also used a kind of an actor name, and I, I don't recall the name uh, to be honest. But he uh, played a kind of adventurer 
uh, under a different name. And he did a lot of crazy stuff and it, it all went to the press, uh, but it was only meant as a marketing trick to bring uh, the Bodog brand uh, to the forefront. Interesting. But Calvin Hare, again, is, is, is his real name as far as I know. Okay, so since you've done the majority of the research on, on Craig Wright, um, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've thought of this many times. Why, um, I mean, why would he claim that that he's satoshi from all the research that you've done like what 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 do you think the actual motivation is um and and the strange thing is is that i thought of this i'm like okay well maybe he did it because calvin kind of talked him into it because they needed to create that that side chain or they tried to take over bitcoin i i always get confused and end up going around in circles so yeah <laughs> This, this, yeah, but this is a beautiful question because this this gives me a chance to go deep into something that I hardly I hardly talk about. Uh, yeah, unless you are a, a dedicated follower and read all my tweets, then you probably understand what I'm going to tell you. But uh, I'll try to keep it brief. Um, no, it was uh, actually way before Calvin came uh, on board. And although he knew Kelvin for a bit already, uh, Kelvin started supporting him in 2015. But he started already playing Satoshi, fake Toshi, in uh, late 2013. And that means that Kelvin has nothing to do uh, with this. But how did this grow? Grow, uh, and, and this is a beautiful story. Um, so sit down, relax, take a beer. I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the, um, it, it, it has grown and um, because Craig is a personality that when he um, when he starts lying, he, he just can't stop anymore. When somebody is um, nailing him down on a lie, he will try to come up with an even more brazen lie to cover up the previous lie. And when he's being called out uh, uh, on that uh, more brazen lie, he will start with two brazen lies on top of that. So how did this grow uh, back in 2013? He st- he wanted to start uh, what I would say a kind of legit business, a kind of Bitcoin bank, let's call it like that. And um, uh, But and there is not so much material about it. Uh, so I cannot fully say that, that I'm 100% correct, but as far as I can see, he could not find so many investors and he needed quite a few million uh, to, to bring out those ideas and, and uh, uh, start a company and etc. And then he thought, let's set up a tax fraud. And that grew bigger and bigger and bigger. And within that tax fraud, he first was an let's say an early miner and then he had to start explaining where did how do you get those tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of bitcoin that you claim to have and uh, where, uh, that you never spend and you never uh, send uh, back and forth uh, to people but uh, yeah and he, um, at first he was doing something with mining then later um he uh, also brought up, oh, they, so, yeah, I think it's, it's a combination of two stories and I have to tell it right. Um, <laughs> yeah, and now we get to the subject of the Tulip Trust because the Tulip Trust, yes. people think that, yeah, the Tulip Trust has always been there also. No, 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 but it's it's intertwined uh, with this fake Toshi uh, stuff a bit. 
So at some point he started hinting, and that was not in the, because somewhere late 2012, uh, is where he started with those Bitcoin bank ideas. And in, in uh, the start of 2013, before Dave Kleiman died in April, there was pretty much nothing going on. Just him and his idea. Dave Kleiman was not involved. And only after Dave Kleiman died, he uh, uh, picked up uh, WK, an old company in 2011, uh, that he had with uh, Dave Kleiman. And from there, it slowly grow to, I have a lot of Bitcoin. And I did Bitcoin mining with Dave Kleiman. And uh, yeah, and how early? Yeah, pretty early. Uh, how early? You cannot be so early. Yeah. Uh, and you have full control over those Bitcoin? Yeah, I have full control over those Bitcoin. Uh, can you sign? That's what the ATO asked. Mm, it never happened, those signings. So... In the end, he felt confident enough to start claiming that he was Satoshi. But he did not do that from the start. In 2012, he was not Satoshi. He was just a guy, a random guy with a Bitcoin bank idea. Uh, and only late, very, very late 2013. And um, the, the real, real first hint, I think, is an email that he sent to Ira Kleiman, the, the, the brother of late Dave Kleiman at that moment. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where he said, Dave Kleiman and I have been um, uh, very important in uh, creating and, uh, and, and bringing Bitcoin uh, to the market, uh, so to say. And that's where we see the first clear hint that he was trying to be uh, Satoshi. And intertwined in this is also this Tulip Trust uh, thing, because uh, that's where he is supposed to have all that <laughs> Bitcoin that he never mined and never bought, <laughs> whatever he's uh, saying uh, about this. And where people think, yeah, but you already had this stuff in 2011 or earlier. No, that was also because the ATO started pressing him on some tax uh, that he had to pay on the on those many, many Bitcoins that he had. And he said, yeah, but I've been doing this and this and invoice and here and there. And uh, oh, yeah, but then if you do it like this, then you have to pay, I think, 1.6 million Australian dollar in tax. And uh, Craig was like, uh, oops, <laughs> that is uh, not what I want. I want money from you and not the other way around. So then he came up with this Tulip Trust idea. Uh, where he put uh, from the start, from 2009 mining, so the Satoshi mining, and that's how he pushed his Bitcoin as far uh, uh, away as far as possible. So it's a bit of two stories, but it, it, it has grown on him. Same as the Tulip Trust. It, it grew because he had to lie and cover up about previous things that he was saying. That's, that's incredible. I, yeah. I mean that 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 is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, so yeah. he he pretty much like trapped himself into this by, yeah. you know, just just by simply, I mean, you know, if you look at it, it, it's like all he had to do was just simply take responsibility for one particular action, and now wouldn't have to dig this grave. So I I have this theory. I, I have this theory that that uh, that that they use BSV to launder money. <laughs> I have no proof for that, but I, I just, I, I feel like it's like, I, you know, it's like, what does that blockchain really do? You know? Yeah. It's yeah, like, they, so. 
I know what you mean, and and, and like I said, I, I I cannot say too much. Uh, also, because I don't know too much, but no, yeah, of you have your thoughts uh, about it. When you know, uh, for example, that um, Mr. Um, Kelvin is mentioned in 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 the Panama Papers and, and stuff like that. Well, then you know already that when they uh, think and 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 you read uh, how they. Uh, find details in the Panama Papers about his wheelings and dealings, and and how you know that he was on the on the top ten and for money laundering uh, on the top ten uh, criminal list, criminals list. Yeah, then you know already the guy is is until his neck, until his forehead in 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 shady business. And what I learn about Greg Wright is what those people do to cover up. Uh, in in the in the books yeah, with clever clever bookkeeping, is build a lot of companies, yep. do all kinds of transactions between those companies, and then uh, create a kind of a, a snake a, with a long tail, a chain of companies, push the money forward and explode at the end your tail uh, from from the body because well that's worth nothing anymore and that's how you whitewash. Uh, money going forward and 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 uh, bring, for example, uh, tax money uh, that you claim back quickly, push it forward to another entity, and then poof, uh, poof with the with the previous entity and tax money bye bye, and nobody can chase you anymore. And and those type of tricks, and I know them much longer already because I've worked at um, uh, Price Waterhouse Coopers as an as an accountant, and I was not a forensic or that type of, of expert or something, mm -hmm. but I know how how bookkeeping and tricks in bookkeeping how how that works uh, a bit. And when you look at uh, all the figures of those uh, old companies, if you know uh, that in the Panama Papers, uh, Calvin is also mentioned uh, with a lot of companies and pushing hundreds and hundreds of millions uh, forward in those uh, companies. And you see them uh, using the same trick over and over and over and over again. And especially the trick, do not let a company become profitable because if it becomes profitable, you have to pay tax and we That's don't right. want to pay tax. So you see all those companies and you see it the same with Enchain. You see it with Tao. They are seriously not profitable companies. They of just course, cost they money. Yeah, because they just want to... Um, Clean avoid, money. At least avoid the tax. Let's say it nicely. Yeah. And yeah, I, of course, I, I'm, I'm not allowed to, to say money laundering because I cannot really put my finger on it because no. I, do, I, do not, I don't know the sources where, where it comes from. Um, what they do is also, and it's a, let's say it like this, it are money laundering tricks that I see happening without being able to say if it is money laundering what they are doing. Okay, mm -hmm. let's keep it that way. The, um, they built a string of companies a lot of them are overseas, offshore, in um, uh, Seychelles, Cayman Islands. You know all those all those countries where you expect uh, the companies to be. Uh, so uh, Australia, uh, Europe, uh, UK, America, Canada. Uh, it's hard for them to chase them there because they 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 cannot touch uh, your stuff in those in, in those uh, countries and um, for example Enchain I think last year um, 
it's called the ultimate beneficial owner, UBO, or I think. If you try to figure out for all those companies, and I did that uh, lately for Enchain, if you try to figure out the ultimate beneficial owner, I think Cayman Islands, you know, <laughs> and already the, the, the mother company of Enchain is uh, Antigua. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, and like, like I said, I cannot trace the money itself because I don't know the bank accounts. I don't know which no. banks they are using. So, like I said, I, I cannot put my finger on that part. But uh, from from a little bit more distance, it smells, it feels, it quacks, it walks like a duck, you, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, look, um, so personally, where, where I grew up and the people I grew up with, I, I learned a lot about, uh, I grew up with a lot of scammers. And... Um, you know, like, uh, I, I got to learn a lot about them and th it's just, you know, like you said, the, it has all the, it has all the red flags. Right. And, mm. you know, someone like me, you know, someone like you is not close enough to the action, let's say to, you know, exactly pinpoint all, all the pieces. Um, mm. but we, we can see the general idea and, uh, that's very interesting. So, okay. You mentioned where you worked before. Now you told us at the beginning when you got into Bitcoin, but so my, I guess my, my follow-up question to go back around to the beginning is, is that, so I don't think that you came to Bitcoin from a technical aspect. Like what is it that attracted you to this space? Yeah, no. Yeah. That, that is also because it's, it's, it suits me like, uh, like, uh, like a glove. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah yeah no you should, seriously the um, and and indeed it, it's not the technical aspect um but more the economical and community aspect uh I, yeah that is uh, how i would summarize it just to give you this is an anecdote that not many people know uh, yeah of course in my family but for the rest no nobody knows this but when i started working uh, i mentioned pricewaterhousecoopers i have been working there for for several years but i still remember the moment when i left school and i went there for the for the first um working day uh the manager that hired me uh at that moment was um was ill and he was out uh, for a few weeks and nobody dared to say anything uh, about me to this guy because I think this guy was in, in the hospital at, at that moment even. And at some point, uh, I think it was three weeks later, he came back in office and this guy called me in and he said, Arthur, I'm hearing stories and I know what they mean. You cannot have that long hair in a ponytail hair at this office, at this prize water in office. That's awesome. And uh, I had a, I had a tattoo. I had an ear uh, ring. Um, I was driving a shopper, a custom-built uh, shop, shopper bike, and that's how I went to work to Price Waterhouse Coopers, where, yeah. they have the, where they have the BMW lease cars, you know. So yeah, of course, it, it, I I have always been a bit of an uh, I don't know recalcitrant. I don't know if that's a good English uh, word. Uh, a bit an, like a rebel. Kind of re rebelish, yeah, mm -hmm. I think so. And when it comes to uh, money, because I'm a financial guy, yeah, like I said, my career started at PricewaterhouseCoopers, but after that I, uh, I was um, 
controller at a large uh, tr uh, tr uh, international transport company. Uh, I worked uh, 20 years at uh, an IT company where I managed uh, projects uh, in, in well, mostly in my home country, but also abroad, even in uh, South America and then in uh, other parts of Europe, England. Um, but anyway, um, where was I heading? Um, yeah, this 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 rebel thing, IT the IT company where I worked was also a bit rebellish. It was they were the rebels, uh, kind of a small company against all the big Microsofts and etc. etc. Not not especially more the the buzzwords uh, of this world, and um, they kicked their asses out of big companies because they were small and rebellish. And yeah, I like that atmosphere somehow. And Bitcoin for me is is rebel money. I mean, they call it fuck you money here and there, but. I would call it rebel money. It, it is, if you if you do not like authority so much, and well, I have that fetish, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. That is also what you would, would hardly uh, because it's from my earlier youth. But I've been taken in a few times because I, I uh, jumped over fences uh, at, at military air shows because I didn't like military air shows. They uh, <laughs> took me uh, took me in for uh, blocking the road uh, against uh, nuclear arms. I mean, you know th those type of things from uh, from my early youth. I, I was a bit rebellish. <laughs> peaceful i mean i've never used violence because I'm, I'm not a violent guy but um yeah if if i do not agree with something and i do not agree with how fiat money works yeah then bitcoin suited me like a globe and i will never ever forget i i when i made a comparison between mount gox and um uh, bitstamp it was 2012 13 2013 yeah and i went to bitstamp uh luckily luckily because uh like a few months later <laughs> mount gox uh, poop <laughs> belly up but uh when i bought my first bitcoin on on bitstamp i i can still feel how i felt back then and it's seven yeah seven years ago now it felt like an 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 bye-bye world i'm yeah. doing it my way I, I cannot fully find the the good english words for that but it was an, an, an yeah you call it red pilled and uh, going down the the rabbit hole and things like that but it in fact it works and it worked like that with me yeah I totally agree. I, I definitely, uh, I definitely remember the first time I, I ever purchased Bitcoin, and I, I know what you mean by not finding the words because even when you have, and I, I don't think I have a great mastering of the English language. I think I'm decent. Yeah, I could hold my own. Um, you know, considering it's it's my secondary language, but um, right. it's um, you know, it, it it's kind of like an aha moment at that moment. Like it's like the light just turned on and you realize like this changes everything, you know? Yeah. And, and even yeah. then it still doesn't express the true, um, you know, the, 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 I guess the true feeling of what you're thinking or even what you're feeling at that moment. It's, it's, you're entering in a kind of an alternative financial universe that's, yeah, and, and I'm saying it again, that, that fit me like a glove, um, how it should be. And we're, there's still a long road to go. We're not there, 
but you already have a good sense and although you only know one percent maybe less than one percent of what is going on out there and i've learned so much it's unbelievable since then and still i think there is i'm not probably not even halfway but it, it already felt that it, it already felt like bye-bye yeah, old world and welcome new world and this <laughs> is where we could go yeah absolutely i totally agree i i i I hundred percent, you know, like it definitely opened up a whole new world, you know? Mm. So, um, okay. So let me ask you this then. Is there, um, because I, it seems to me that you, you focus all your efforts into the, uh, into what's going on into the Craig Wright saga. Um, are there any other, uh, projects that you're, or people that you're looking at possibly? Yeah. Um, that you can share. Oh yeah, no, yeah, not yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Nee, indeed, there is a, there is a few things that I'm not uh, allowed to share by by contract, and uh, and also not because um, I, I I'm I would not be happy. It would not make me happy to share it, mm -hmm. not yet. But it's all uh, <laughs> nah. It has more to do with with NDA type of things, and 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 nay. Nee, but what I can say is that. Um, Last year, uh, I started a project with uh, a few uh, friends, with three friends. That what we want to um, uh, we, what we want to do is we want to buy a bank, a legacy oh, bank, yeah. and turn them turn them into a Bitcoin friendly bank. And I'm not posting so much about it anymore because we think we have a workable solution to be able to. Uh, to start doing this next year. We have on our uh, hit list an um, investment fund and a legacy bank. And in combination, we will have all the licenses needed to make uh, a legacy bank uh, more uh, uh, yeah, Bitcoin friendly and bring products that legacy banks don't want or are not allowed and if they are allowed, are not so eager uh, to to work with and and, and make a, a change uh, there. And and yeah, that's also, that's that's my work. That's what I'm working on. So and, uh, yeah, I, I gotta ask you, what have been the uh, I now now that you mention it, I totally remember seeing that tweet when you put it out, and I was like, man, that is ambitious. So so yeah. I, I gotta ask you, what have been uh, some of the challenges in in doing this? uh two things mainly um mostly the um, corona uh we yeah. had a few people that we were talking with in uh back in march april and uh they postponed uh making decisions and um yeah the window of opportunity to buy these banks uh, is not uh, forever the one bank that we are uh, looking at on top of our list uh, is a guy who is going to retire, who is now the, the owner, uh, the 100% shareholder. Yeah, I think minus 1% because some CEO or something is also holding some shares. But um, but yeah, we are looking for serious investors. It, it runs in the many millions and, and the total project is around 50 million. Yeah. <laughs> For some, that's peanuts, and for most, that is not peanuts. So, 
when you'll find uh, small investors who are willing to invest uh, maybe 100 or 200,000 or, or half a million, then you cannot get there. And if you have a serious uh, party behind you, then at least you can get there. But we did not manage to find one. My name is not well known enough uh, to be able to, uh, uh, to for the, the well-known uh, venture capitalists are opening uh, their wallet for me. Uh, and the same was uh, for my friends. We have no track record of uh, successful businesses and not even for unsuccessful businesses, we have no track records. Um, so yeah, that makes it a bit harder. Uh, then we wanted to do a crowdfunding and that was the second point where we um, unfortunately uh, bumped our nose. Uh, that was with uh, the platform uh, Bank to the Future. Mm -hmm. We were in touch with them, I think last year, since November, December, around and they advised us go find a uh, lead investor first and with a lead investor come to our platform and if let's say 25 percent is already uh, covered then you're going to have no issues with uh, getting the other 75 percent covered because you already have one giving the signal this is a serious uh, plan and a, a serious business plan and uh, with a serious backer already now, yeah, uh, the, in the moment, somewhere in April, I think May or something, mm -hmm. when we uh, came back to Bank to the Future uh, platform, uh, then they said, well, but we're not going to help you anyway. I was like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> Seriously? And yeah, we only got one email and they gave uh, a list of five reasons and they said, <laughs> pick the one that suits you most. So they had five bullets, and I'm quite sure that I know which bullet it is, which is called conflict of interest, because, yeah, they are, they are of course, also doing those type of things, and they have their own backers and, and people who are doing those type of things. So if they allow us to, to raise uh, uh, 50 million on their platform, then, um, yeah, then uh, we are going to be their competitor. That's <laughs> what we want. So yeah, of course there is then a conflict of interest, and, and yeah, and then we had to return to ourselves and find our way in in an uh, in a network, and trying to find uh, investors. Oh my God! Yeah, fifty million bucks. I got to tell you, man, uh, I can't. Uh, I, I don't know uh, enough people to come up with that. So. Nah, don't worry, don't worry. We are busy with something that uh, that, that will hopefully bring us there. Very nice. Uh, it, 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 it might take a little time, but um, I'm, I'm quite comfortable with how it's going now. And uh, we have a good outlook. Let's, let's say it like that. Cool. Hey, look, that's persistence. Persistence is key. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, and there you see it again, relentless. Yeah. If I have this idea, then I want to fight for it and 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 left, right, up, down, and and try to find a way to make it happen. So, so let me ask you this: um, In how long do you think that that you know that uh, this Bitcoin bank that you're thinking of, you know, in how long realistically do you think it could exist? Like, do you think in five years from now, in 10 years, two years? How, when we will make it, uh, this happen? Yeah. That day, I presume, I, I predict, uh, yeah, next year, 2021. Man, that, that's fantastic. That will, yeah, that will be the year that, we, that we're going to be able to do, uh, to do this. 
Um, if it if it goes like I see it happening now, then uh, then I can see it uh, happen. That's fantastic. In, in next year, nay, I first because that is also an interesting question, which which makes me also um, it goes a bit deeper. How long do you even think that banks will exist anyway? I mean, yeah. long term, and 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 I find it also a very interesting question because that is a critic that I get uh, every now and then. Why bank? We don't need banks with Bitcoin because Bitcoin means be your own bank. And mm. I do not fully agree with that because services, financial services like insurances, like futures, like bonds, like uh, security tokens, there are so many difficult stuff in finance, uh, derivatives and mention it. And all those type of things that is for a more professional market, which is indeed a third party that you have to trust with those things, but backed by a an, an, an Bitcoin platform, it could and should still work. Um, and in that sense, I think banks will make a dramatic change in, in the upcoming five or 10 years. The... Um, uh, yeah, Bitcoin will <laughs> help kick their asses, but uh, uh, people like me and and my friends uh, in in from two from IT Bitcoin, which is uh, my uh, half, and the other two are bankers, but with a good heart for Bitcoin. But they sit on the table with the European uh, Central Bank, and they have. Um, uh, experience in, in several banks uh, in Europe. They have been uh, treasurers and, you know, kind of high, high, good people uh, working with, with legacy banks, but they know what and being a digital bank, being an online bank, being a Bitcoin bank, uh, working with crypto assets, they, they want to go that road also. So that's where we meet. I'm more the hardcore uh, crypto Bitcoin guy with my friend and those two people and we meet and, and we had an immediate click and we discussed the plans and we build a business plan and then a private placement memorandum and it, it, it worked like a charm and we worked really hard last year to get this uh, done and then then I'm stuck and then I want to make it happen and if you talk about what do you follow in the Bitcoin space yeah of course Avanti Bank um, I've tried to reach out to Caitlin Long and, and try to meet her and try to have mm -hmm. a discussion with her uh, about things and yeah of course also hope, hoping that she might know investors uh, that might want to help us or uh, if she wanted to have a footprint uh, on another continent uh, with us, uh, we would happy to join her. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that never materialized. And well, it's fine. It's fine. We, we will manage and we will do it our own way. And if we meet in the future, we will meet and uh, shake hands and, uh, and, uh, uh, and, and become friends uh, if, it, if it is to me. I mean, I don't see that uh, thing as, as being competitive to other Bitcoin parties working in, in banking. Because in the end, we all want the same and that is uh, revolutionize uh, finance with bitcoin yeah no i i definitely um i want to go back to something you said at uh, you know really what that is 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 that to your point you know banks as they are today will die but their role will change so they won't you know mm. what i mean like it's not that they'll disappear it's that their current use case disappears and it evolves or pivots, right? Like they, they don't have a choice. So I, I, I think, yeah, I, I think, you know, you, you, uh, you know, 
you touched the nail on the head there for you no, know I other use cases of a bank it's a bit it's a bit of both i think uh software and artificial intelligence and, and stuff like that will slowly make uh the human side and uh, the uh, smart contracts those type of things will make a part of the banking business obsolete uh anyway mm-hmm. and the role as an advisor because then then at some point it's money goes from a to b uh, money is stuck in 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 a custody uh, account and a lot of fancy things happen with that money but in the end it, it also needs an advisor to help you understand what is happening with that money if it is called euro us dollar uh australian dollar canadian dollar or bitcoin it you still need advice so banks will become more and more they they will have offerings in finance but a lot of that will be automated and digital yeah, in, in, in digital uh, banks and the uh, the people working the flesh and blood working at the bank are the people who understand how finance work and they will be more advisors instead of hey here is your contract uh, we earn 10% you earn nothing and uh, our CEO uh, runs away with uh, uh, a lot of dividends and a salary of 30 million per year. The, those times will be over, mm. I hope, in, in, in five to 10 years when banks indeed have to uh, yeah, reconsider their position in the market. Yeah, and possibly earn um, the fees that people are paying them. Because I, I believe that today we, you know, we currently exist in a system where banks just simply gouge you for poor service quality and you just pretty much have no choice but to take it. You yeah. know, or you can go and be poorly served by another bank, but you're going to be either way, you know, you're going to be poorly served by one of yeah, them. And, and in the meantime, <laughs> they, they, they do stuff with your money that is yeah, some sometimes disgusting. I mean, we just see uh, JPM getting 920 uh, million um, yeah. fine for, for their uh, shady stuff that they have been doing in the pressure metals. I mean, my goodness, That's my right. goodness, crazy. It absolutely is. Oh, I did, did this type, I, I can feel it already. Did, this stuff makes me mad, really. Oh, 100%. It, it, it's unbelievable because, right, I, I feel they, they criminalize, right? The the mainstream media criminalizes, you know, Bitcoin and quote-unquote cryptocurrency. Um, mm. But yet the, the banks, the banks get a slap on the wrist for mm. providing the rails to money laundering all mm. around the world. Mm. And they get caught and... Okay, paying the fine is business as usual for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, they earn it's very hypocritical. Billion. They they earn five billion uh, over the years, and they pay a fine of one billion. Meh. You know, yeah, exactly. You know, and they get to continue to create money out of thin air. Yeah, right. They, so they, at the same they, time, nobody so goes. To it's jail. like. I'm sorry. Nobody goes to jail. No. <laughs> nobody gets fired. Nobody. And if they get fired, then they will get a nice bonus uh, to live on an island uh, with their wife and children. It, it's, oh. it, it's so frustrating. It really is. Yeah. So, man, look, our uh, our hour has flown by. 
Um, I, I really oh. appreciate you coming on to chat. This has been awesome. So before we, uh, you know, before we, uh, leave each other, do you have any, uh, any final words you want to leave with the listeners? Yeah. Well, you just mentioned it. Uh, if people, um, are happy to hear my voice, uh, also in a written, uh, type, uh, I, you can find me on, um, my legacy kit on, uh, on Twitter, uh, I will not uh, tell so much uh, about this private stuff, uh, which I'm happy to do in, in this uh, podcast, by the way. Um, in that uh, sense, it, uh, it was a really uh, special podcast for me. Um, but uh, if you want to follow my Craig Wright uh, work, all the debunks, all the summaries, all the jokes uh, about Craig Wright and, and, and the BSV environment, uh, as long as, as it is around, I hope, in one or two years they won't be around anymore and it will be jobless uh, with this hobby <laughs> but yeah we have to see um uh about it yeah the, please follow me on on my legacy kit that's it cool so look i'm going to uh, obviously i'm going to post a link to your uh, your twitter in the uh, in the show notes and uh arthur okay. it's been an absolute pleasure having you on man thank you so yeah, much thanks. yeah thanks phil uh, see you around and uh, uh thanks again <laughs> Thank you. Hope you enjoyed my chat with Arthur Van Pelt at My Legacy Kit. His contact details will be in the show notes. And of course, if you want to reach me on Twitter or Telegram, I am at CoinIcarus. If you want to shoot me an email, I am CoinIcarus at funwithbitcoin.com. Thank you all for listening and catch you all next time.